Hello and welcome to Geeks Camp, the home of RPG jargon and general tomfoolery. Uh, today we're coming to you with another creator interview uh, for Zine Month, February 2022, Zine Quest, whatever you want to call it. But we're 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 diving in. Uh, myself, uh, my co-host John and Troy. Hi, everybody. Greetings. And with uh, the Illuminous Jeff Jones. <laughs> Maybe voluminous. I'm, I'm becoming more oh. voluminous than voluminous now. I don't know what that means. <laughs> on, I'm going to suck it in a little bit here. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Uh, yeah, Thanks, great. Uh, well, Jeff, we're really excited to have you. Like you said, um, right before we hit the record button, um, I met you over at Game Hole Con uh, several months ago now. Um, you were holding, you weren't holding, but in my mind, you were holding yeah. a sign yeah. that said, we'll work for food. We'll work. Oh no, for that food. was a different plug. <laughs> yeah, that was a different <laughs> yeah. It said RPG zines and had the Facebook icon. It was actually on a table just, just to, to paint the accurate picture to everyone. He's walking around with uh, a sandwich board. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, five years from now, that'll be with the story that I tell. Um, <laughs> the zines are nigh. <laughs> yeah. Repent. Yeah. The zines yeah. are yeah. nigh. Yeah. Uh, but no, you had a, you had a booth over on the side and it had a, a, a Facebook stuff uh, promoting the group. And uh, uh, you and I and some other creators ended up chatting there. It was a really good time. And uh, uh, we've kept in touch ever since. You've been kind enough to have me uh, pop over onto your RPG Ramblings podcast uh, a couple of times since then. And um, so we're excited to have you on the show. Well, I'm excited to be here. I've like, like I guess I thought we were recording before, but we weren't, but uh, definitely been a long time listener. In fact, I was, um, I was hoping we could talk about uh, Friday the 13th or was it Halloween? What was it? Oh my God. (laughs) Easy. Trigger warning, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Trigger warning. (laughs) Oh, I'm still sad. I'm still so, so sad. Damn sad, right? Yes. <sighs> yes. The episode where we uh, we watched Halloween Kills, so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gosh. Well, we're uh, we're here today because Jeff, you kind of clued me in that you have another project on the horizon. Um, yes, I do. And so I think, so I know you, uh, the guys kind of know you from your podcast and, and from the RPG Zines Facebook group, mm-hmm. uh, group but can you kind of start us off with telling our listeners, uh, who is Jeff Jones and what have you done leading up to this that, that folks might know you from? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> who am I? Uh, I've been in the RPG, I've been playing RPGs for a long time and I think like, uh, it sounds you know, with listening to your podcast, uh, you, you, many of you started dabbling. I've been a dabbler uh, all along. And so, uh, so anyway, been dibble dabbling. Um, and I found that it really wasn't until I, a few years ago on MeWe that I saw that Earl Otis talked about zines and the idea that you can fold a piece of paper in half and staple it together somehow was a catalyst that like, Oh, now I get it. <laughs> I, I, I can put things together. I can actually, because before everything that I would do on eight and a half by 11 was just a mess. I don't know how to describe it. There's something cognitively clicked. And I thought, you know what? 
I'm going to start producing stuff. I'm going to start producing zines. And so that's, I just started from the very beginning where I decided, you know what? I got these RPG books and PDF, and I think they're, they're very uh, unwieldy at the table. Hmm. I think the, that a lot of these uh, games that we, we have, that when you want a player to make up a character, that it's very unreasonable to hand them a 350-page book and say, go make a character. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you mm-hmm. know what? I can strip text out of PDFs and reformat it in the ways I want it to be formatted. Mm-hmm. And so then I just started working my way up from, from that point. And so I picked up Adobe, Adobe, I picked up um, Affinity Publisher and um, just started taking steps, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so as far as my fame, there really is no fame. I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, brooming the streets along the RPG, uh, uh, Broadway, but uh, what I the first thing that I did as far as publishing goes or self publishing was uh, was Scoundrels, mm-hmm. and so Scoundrels was. Uh, if you guys played uh, Blades in the Dark, it is on my list. I have it's great. Okay, okay. dark. So it is dark. It is dark. So, but the thing is, it's it's about crime, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a fun game about crime. So what I did is I took that inspiration and created uh, the tools to kind of bring a Blades in the Di- a, a Blades in the Dark type experience, but you could put it to any uh, modern or sci-fi RPG. Mm-hmm. And so it's just there's like 200 NPCs, there's generators, there's all sorts of things. And so that was the the my first go around with Kickstarter mm-hmm. and with Zine Quest, and that succeeded. Um, by succeeded, I mean, um, it, yeah, actually, it did did okay. Um, so then the next time around, I I um, canvassed some people. I said, hey, I want to do this post-apocalyptic zine. Yes. And so then I gave, people were like, yeah, 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 I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I want to do it. So I sent out writing prompts. So I went to Other Dust. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Other Dust. I'm familiar with Kevin Crawford. So. Um, he's done a number of of um, wildly popular um, worlds without numbers, probably his most famous. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they had random generates for enclaves. So I just ran, generated enclaves for uh, people. And um, I only had one people person actually submit anything. <laughs> and then I had one artist who I wasn't expect. He signed on and it was just like, okay, we're going to do this. And so I decided I need to do a random, uh, a random uh, creature generator. Mm-hmm. So you guys remember Impossible Creatures from, yeah. it was a PC uh, game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I found a wiki. I copied, uh, they had all the all the creatures, copied and pasted it, created a spreadsheet, did random generators, add a few little odds and ends, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, camel with a termite, explain that. Or, you know, octopus <laughs> with a gorilla, okay, explain that. And so between the between uh, right in the enclaves, Mark got on board, and uh, with um, Jose um, uh, Gonzalez um, or Chema from uh, from Taiwan, we 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 were able to get uh, Journey of the Madlands produced, and uh, it was it did a little bit, it did better than than Scoundrels. So awesome, yeah. And so each got- one of these was you know learning something new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so two uh, kind of genre hopping, and also just kind of. <clears throat> doing what inspired you or what you were caught up with in the moment. Is that kind of, would that be the, the thing that you would 
put to both of those projects is that you just had an itch for each one in the moment and you made the itch? Yeah, the problem is it's not really an itch. I, I get a muse that gets on my shoulder and just drives its spurs into me. And I can't really always predict what it's going to be. But when it happens, I just need to produce it. And if I don't do it, then it never stops nagging me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So what, okay, all right, we're going to get into this now. So you send us a advanced draft of your next project. <laughs> I need to know what sort of a muse... <clears throat> Um, is digging its claws in you for you to you to produce a a tome of of details on a, a fly god. And tell us about Fane of the Fly God and and where that comes from and where you see it going. So how it started, I'm not well. What it st- how it started was I was determined. I got another group of people. I decided to do a Hyborian style uh, setting. And so I was wanting to the first one to be in a not Afghanistan. And so I got some people together. Nobody really did much. But then as I was doing it, I realized, you know, the horror element, I decided to use the the theme of being a fly and just lead into the gross. But what really what it's turned into being is almost, if you can imagine, a love child between uh, Bernie Wrightson. Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, and um, and um, just some odds and ends. It's really meant to be a lean into the weird, the gross. Oh, Robert E. Howard. So it is a... Makes it... Okay, so this makes it sound a lot better than what I had pictured, Jeff. I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> but I was picturing... See, when I first read this, I'm thinking, you know, like In Living Color, The Fly Girls... Or a bunch of of you know rabid pimps running around, you know, oh, yeah. dressed dressed fly, all, all super fly and, and cool. So well, that's a nice one. This, sound, this oh, sounds way that's better. A sequel. <laughs> this sounds way better. Yeah, yeah. It, it the okay. You know, you guys are familiar with uh, Warren comics, right? I've heard of them. Yeah. Oh, so you're not familiar with like creepy or eerie comics? Mm-mm. Okay. Like yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So just that was so basically there was a comic book authority which said, you know what? There's some stuff you can't put in comic books. Mm -hmm. And Swarm said, you know what we'll do? We're going to make magazines and you can't touch it. And so then they were able to to go into all sorts of wild and crazy areas areas that were verboten before, uh, but were free because now they're a magazine. And so it, mm-hmm. it leads into, I mean, there's a lot of like body horror um, thrown into this as well as some weird scatological. I mean, the scatological stuff really is pretty intense, but it's not really meant to be just like yuck for yuck's sake. It's meant to be yuck mm-hmm. for horrifying sake, you know, think of horrifying. Mm. And so uh, what I did was the idea was first, it's kind of what, one of the things that happened was the, the, you know, the king that's in the bottom of the pit was one image. But the other one that I decided to do is take uh, spells and reskin them with uh, to make them fly themed. Mm-hmm. And so then I just yeah. I just wrote I, this whole thing's a vanity product. So I wrote a bunch of spells that no one will ever cast with locations that characters will never go with a dungeon that no player will ever probably go into. <laughs> It's, it's it's just a vanity project, but it's just meant to be. I'm just going to go wherever this takes me. Wherever it goes is where it goes, and it's fine. So These are the I projects wrote this, that I want. 
Right. Uh, this is yeah. This is a level of dedication. You could not have I mean. piqued my interest more by saying no adventure will ever go here. Right. That's a that's a buffet. Right. Yeah. This is the it? this is the the project based on a dare. I there's no way you'll do this. No way. Yeah. You'll watch me. Well, it, no. It's more like I just got out of my. I need to get it out of my system. And you. as long as I break even, I'm I'm fine. Right on. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Uh, when when you when you. You talked about the spells. I, looking through your 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 draft copy that you sent us, the just the fact that you did that and you you gave them a grounding in in the world to me that already is something that you know uh, Wizards of the Coast is missing out on. You know they've got like Big B spells and and Mordenkainen's this and that, but why are not more spells like this? And then when I read the spell that used to be Featherfall. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is gross and fantastic. <laughs> yes. It's it's yes, I, I love it. Cause it gives even if you if you if you peel away the gross part, it gives it that a cool feels like you're making a bargain with another entity to save you from splatting into the ground. <laughs> and they're only going to help you for a minute. So if you're falling for a really long time, you got to know when to make that bargain. Right. Otherwise, you're hosed. But just just the way it's phrased and and you can you can see it. You can see it happening. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the problem with I'm not much of a high fantasy guy, and what I really don't like about many times about high fantasy is it. To me, it takes the magic out of magic. Mm-hmm. Like magic should just be weird. It should be scary. It should be odd. It shouldn't just be an everyday thing. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do with some of the stuff is just like, you know, these are not the types of spells that most people were, are going to be comfortable just casting here or there in public, you know, if indeed, you know, they will. Uh, the intent really, even though I, I may never state it, but the intent was, more for a sword and uh, sorcery game where that's the stuff that the characters witness. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 That's and therefore that kind of that effect would be, you know, that kind of effect you as a GM would, would, would try and create that horrifying effect on the effect on the players. You know, that was that's yeah. the idea behind it. That's interesting. Now, that's cool. I like that. I gotta say, uh, Troy brought up the draft, and you brought up the volume of spells. <clears throat> you know, we got a bunch of drafts and and preview PDFs and things like that for for this these series of interviews. And Jeff, yours is by a country mile <laughs> exponentially larger. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember you telling me about Bane of the Fly God at Game Hole. And yeah. you're like, yeah, I got this little project. I got to get it out of my system. And you send me almost a hundred pages. I'm like, this is not a little project. He's got a. This is his manifesto. Like, this is <laughs> this, this is a problem. This is not a, a good thing. This That's is. Right. Oh, I needed intervention months ago. Yeah, where it were was, you, Zach? He. It was a cry for help. <laughs> what were, you left him hanging. Uh, yeah. No, no open up in his eyes to see the anguish and despair yeah. that was no, there. No, I. St- I started reading it and I was like, this is cool. This is cool. I like this. 
I like this. Uh, you had like a little like history of the of the city, and you got like you describe areas on the city, locales, and people, NPCs, oh, man, notables. Yeah. And then you get your spells. And about the time I hit the spells, I'm like, all right, I'm enjoying this. But this is, I feel like I've reached the point of this being a zine. And I've, <laughs> I moved on to do it. Uh, you know, uh, somebody's, somebody's uh, uh, magnum pet opus. Magnum opus. Yeah. But no, yeah. so it, it's quite large. You got a bestiary tucked into the back. You got adventures, like you say. Um, what do you envision? Like, is this, I know with Scoundrels, you ended up like, putting together several different books is this is this you envisioning this is one product or is this kind of something that is you know evolved past its initial form and or where's it at in your mind oh i i mean as far as yeah i mean as far as like am i going to continue with this or what do you mean oh uh, as far as like um so at 94 pages like and i know it, it's a it's an initial draft but like um do you see this as like a series of zines or as like a just a thick chunky boy or What's the, uh, what's this, the, the, whatever's in here is it'll be it. That I, that's why I see the problem I have now is I don't know why I thought that I could get it saddle stitched at this size. Mm-hmm. And I realized <laughs> there's a, there's a story like Robinson Crusoe where he was marooned and, uh, but he realized he could, he could, he could cut down a tree and uh-huh. make a boat out. So he cuts the tree down and he carves out the boat. Then he drags it, but he can't drag it any further. Uh-huh. And he realized he can't get the boat to the beach. So he decides to dig the beach and make it come to it. And then after realizing it's an exponential nightmare, he realizes what a folly it was. So that's kind of what happened here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, on, on the uh, RPG Zines uh, Facebook page, oddly enough, I, I, just a little blurb, this says, you know, we are not sticklers as to what defines a zine or even yeah. what defines a game. So 94 pages fits in, in perfectly that. Perfectly reasonable. Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Oh, well, look, yeah, I'll it, say it, I'm okay it, with the, the, the length oh, and yeah. the breadth of it. If for no other reason than Ossuary Hill. Oh, well, thank that, you. That's like my, that's like that part is the thing that I like. Whenever I was reading, I was I'm with Zach. I'm like reading him, like yeah, yeah, I, okay, I, I see where he's going with this. And you get to Ossuary Hill, I'm like, I could do something with this, like 100. percent So I, what I'm curious, like, give can you give us like the you're going to do a way better job of it than I can. Can you give us a quick like synopsis, like a just a, a 30 60 second summary of what Ossuary Hill is, and then let me know like like where did that come from? Like like it when where in your process were you going? Oh, I I need this thing right here. Well, I mean, the idea is that there is a a fly goddess who's going to bring about the apocalypse some century in the future, and that that basically there's a city that kind of grew nearby, and that that she uh, basically forced worship of her, mm-hmm. and that she dwells underneath uh, underneath this. Now, Ashwari Hill existed, and that I think the idea is being in Middle East, being in a, in a arid era area. That that the, I think it's just the the picture of of the dead of these catacombs being sort of a thing that people would do. They mm-hmm. would they did not have normal burials. You would put your 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 loved one on a shelf, and eventually the the flesh would rot away, and you put the, the things and the, the bones in there. But the idea was then there's a hidden temple below, and then the Ashware Hill was also a way of connecting to that. Mm-hmm. 
But I think the thing is, is, you know, you said you can use it. The idea is really, my idea for this isn't that somebody would pick this thing up and say, I'm going to run, I'm going to run Fane of the Fly God. My, my, my thought would be, you, you flip through and you're like, oh, I got some great ideas from this. That's really the idea is that you can read and gather some sort of inspiration from it and, and do whatever you want with it. No, I, I couldn't have said oh, it better. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I, I was if, thinking if the same thing about it. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, and when we, we've talked about that a lot on the show, you know, we talked about how mm-hmm. we love the stuff where we don't have to run the whole thing in order to really, to get the juice out of it. We could squeeze it in certain areas and we can get the stuff that we really, really like. And it, that it, it's all good, but like there are certain things that speak to us more than others. And it doesn't detract from any of the other parts of the content or anything like that. But I was like, there's a thing that I'm running right now. And I could totally plug this part in from, from what, just what you gave us. I'm like, I could like today, I could run this for my, my, my game today. And then later on, I may end up incorporating other parts of it into it uh, to kind of flesh things out. No pun intended. Yeah. But, uh, in the, I, I like the, that. In a way it was intended was to not be, you know, any tied to any system and mm-hmm. to be more inspirational. But what I am, I'm going to do is I'm going to add in OSE stats mm-hmm. and some descriptions, yep. but I'm not going to, but I'm not going to do away with the existing text. So mm-hmm. it, it, it allow, it allow for both. I mean, and the idea really wasn't for it to be a, a, a magic treasure hunt, but I will probably, for the OSE portion of it, I will probably start adding some things in uh, to make the bestiary where actually maybe these, like for instance, uh, I'll probably change the name, but like the Wanderers, they, I'm going to actually set up a little random uh, tables for you to, for them to, if you want to put the Wanderers in your own game, you can kind of roll up an enclave that they mm-hmm. have, a religious enclave. I like that. That's cool. And then maybe some motivations because, you know, their motivations is an apocalypse that's going to happen maybe thousands of years in the future. But it doesn't mean that that their short term motivations would run mm-hmm. contrary to the PCs. So mm-hmm. they could be, you know, something that, that may be a patron to the PCs or maybe they are running contrary to them. It, you know, you can really the idea isn't really to, to necessarily portray them as 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 being a. Uh, as being oppositional necessarily, but hmm. just to be a very, it, but it could be very cool if you you would be helping these people out, then maybe realize later that no, they're really bad guys and, and you don't want to be helping them out. Well, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching for this. Like it just, well, we were, we, we recorded an episode before these interviews where we talked about what is a zine and what's the viability of a zine. What's the, what's the best benefit of a zine. And one of the big things we said was, it allows you to to communicate those very specific ideas and get them out there and let other see who else gravitates towards them. I, I think that you got something fun here. The fact that all three of us read it at different times over the last week, uh, yeah. and we were like, "This is." <laughs> we all like latched onto little pieces or, or sections of the book. Tells me that like that, that that's the cool thing about it, and I'm really. I'm itching to see what it turns into. Uh, uh, to that end, uh, Jeff, one of the things uh, as we're as we're getting close here, um, do you have an idea for when uh, you might put Bane of the Fly God up on Kickstarter, or if you're going to run it on a different platform? No, I'm planning on doing it. I I think I'm going to launch it. Try and go with the the Zemo or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know anymore, but I'm planning on maybe the second week of February. Go ahead and launching it. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, I normally like to have proof copy in hand before I launch, but that's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. now the proof copies in this world, uh, happen. They just don't happen on a timeline that makes them <laughs> useful. <laughs> um, well, here, John, I think we could show uh, for our, for our live listeners, we could go ahead and show Jeff's uh, your. We'll do. We'll go ahead and show your profile on um, on uh, Kickstarter. That way, people could follow you on Kickstarter, and that they can still get notified when you go live. Um, and they can also check out Scoundrels and everything else you've done uh, through that same link as well. Well, I appreciate the feedback because I actually you do this. I wrote this whole thing in a vacuum, so it's it's. I have, yeah, I have no idea. I just release things with no idea how, how it resonates and hoping it does. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, some might call you foolish to write about a whole hundred pages on, on a fly god cult and hope that it resonates with folks. But I think you were right to do so. Um, this is, this is, a it was a delight to read and I really appreciate you sharing it with us. I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and, and telling us some more about it. So. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yes, very much so. I think this is, you know, like you said, it, if nothing else, this is inspiration fuel. Absolutely. Night, nightmarish inspiration fuel, <laughs> but inspiration fuel. And I guarantee the, the, the GMs and DMs out there that they get this, your players are going to hate it and love it all at the same time. And it's going to be a glorious, horrible mess. Why do I like this? I shouldn't why? like this. I don't know. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, uh, let's do this. Um, uh, as we're rounding out here, uh, like I said, you can head over to uh, uh, Kickstarter and follow Jeff there. Um, Jeff, you've also given us uh, your Twitter, which is I underscore am underscore Jeffrey. Um, folks can uh, uh, give you a follow there as well and, and learn more as you make more and get closer to launch. And we'll look forward to that mid-February uh, possibility. Uh, and send us all the links and we'll, we'll we'll shout it from the rooftops when it happens. So. Yes, we'll stick them in the doobly-doo. The doobly do. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks Thank so you. much, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs>